0: Hello friends, welcome to Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and chaos of life. I'm KB, and I can't wait to share valuable insights on health, fitness, nutrition, aging, faith, family, and everything in between to help you level up and activate your life. I'm a former network marketing hater turned top leader in my industry. I'm a certified life and nutrition coach, helping women to break the same chains that once kept me stuck. I'm so happy you're here. Let's do this. Hello, friends. I'm back. I'm back for a second week of this whole new look, this whole new life for Activate. So I'm I'm so excited and I'm just so grateful for y'all following along. I know you heard me last week and maybe you saw my Instagram story, but I shared with you that one of my resolutions for 2024 is to stop the frivolous spending. I I had noticed that I was getting a lot of joy out of material things. I think I had become Amazon's number one uh purchaser and that is not a badge of honor i'm wanting to wear so i have to make some changes in this new year and um i i have a guest today that i'm extremely excited about i'm really looking forward to this we actually connected a long time ago to chat about this very same thing and then i don't know what happened but we never made it happen and then she saw my story about um, wanting to make these changes and so we were reconnected and I'm so excited. But I first want to share with you uh, just some statistics about uh, the financial state of America, really. Uh, So 34% of Americans are either struggling or in crisis financially. 51% of Americans are struggling to pay their bills. 42% are struggling to pay for food. 64% of renters are having difficulty keeping up with their rent. 54% 54% of Americans fear not having enough money to cover personal expenses. 75% are worried about the economy. 45% of Americans say their finances have had a negative effect on their mental health. And two out of five have had anxiety attacks due to money stress. That's just awful. The state that we're in is is not good. Um, And sadly, 53% of Americans say that they were never taught how to handle money growing up. And I feel like that's definitely the story for me. Um, And then seven in 10 Americans say that they would benefit from hiring a coach or advisor to help them with their finances. So that brings me to our guest today. So, Holly Grovner, she's a personal financial coach at MicroStuff.com. She's a certified WINAB, that stands for You Need a Budget Coach. She provides one on one coaching on basic personal finances, including financial goals, debt reduction, spending, and savings plans. Uh, she she helps singles, couples, and parents. And she's been doing this type of coaching since 2018. Uh, you can find out more about Holly at MicroStuff.com com. So Holly, welcome. Thank you so much for
1: being here. Oh, thank you so much, Kristen, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Me too. And congratulations on starting this challenge. I think this is a great idea. And I think that, you know, more people really need to look at their finances and look at different goals within their finances. And it's scary to look at it.
0: It is scary. I think a lot of people avoid it. I think it's just easy to avoid it. Like, okay, hopefully this, you know, hopefully we make ends meet. I don't want to really look, I don't want to see what's left or what's not left. And therefore you you're kind of left, um, in a place where you don't have much control because, you know, information is power and without the information and knowing what it is that you're working with, there's not a whole lot that you can do with it. So I love that you're helping people to sort of take control of that aspect of their lives.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'll say that, you know, for a New Year's resolution for most people, I think would, would the best thing to do is write it all down. I mean, the simplest thing like, would be is find, look up everything. Find out what is your balance on your checking account, your savings account, your 401k, retirement accounts. Um, look at your debt. Be close and look at, say, each of the credit cards if you have multiple ones how much do you have? Write it down. And I even have on my website, um, you know, going to my website, you can go in and um, sign up for like a newsletter. I honestly don't send much out on it, the newsletter, to be honest. But in there, like I give a freebie of just uh, documentation of like what to look for and how to write it all down and it's really helpful actually even for the end of the year taxes uh-huh. so surprisingly because when you have all that information it then makes it easier because it asks you hey how do you have your w-2 do you have all your tax information too which is really helpful it but is i think it all down on paper is really important
0: i think that a lot of people too like when you own your own business uh Waiting till the end of the year. I did that this year and it was horrible. I had to spend, you know, like. I spent like six hours and that's probably minor in comparison to some people because my business is small, but in order to just get everything down in order to give it to our accountant, I mean, it took me a full day and I just absolutely dreaded it in the past. I had kept up, you know, monthly, I would sit down for a half an hour, 45 minutes and make sure everything, you know, my, my T's were crossed and my eyes were dotted. And I didn't do that this year. And it was a daunting task.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And even for like some of us that are, you know, we we have our stuff together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be a daunting task too. So, yeah. you know, it's really a good idea um, to write it all down and get that um, put together and finding, figuring out a system that is good for you. So, because mm-hmm. one thing with money really is that this is an adulting task, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's the true like aspect of life, right? <laughs> is is money, right? and um and so you know it figuring out like okay yeah I, i'm not good with money or i'm not good with numbers there's no such thing i feel like everybody can learn this it's just mm-hmm. figuring out the system that's right for you and that will work for you and some people um i've worked with clients you know that um you know they they're they're on it they know exactly where everything is they have it all organized and they need to figure out their next set of goals and then you've got other clients that just they want to avoid it, um, but yet they know that they have to pay attention to it. And then that's the only way, you know, they're going to be able to get to their goals. So, you know, again, so back to writing it down, that's one thing. And then the next mm-hmm. thing would be is writing down what your next steps are, which is, what do you want to do this year? What do you want to do this next month with your money? What do you need to do with it? And that's mm-hmm. what I help with in the coaching. And and particularly with YNAB, um, You Need a Budget, um, the real premise to it is, the the main point of it is, wh- I've got this amount of money. Um, what do I want it to do for me? Hmm.
0: Make your money work for you.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Right? Instead of your money being in control of you, kind of regaining that control back and being in control of your money and what it can do for you and your family. Because a, a lot of us just throw it away. I'm so guilty of it. So guilty of it, you know? Um, there are so many ways to save or to, you know, be more frugal in certain areas or, you know, whatever it looks like. And I am just so guilty of wanting convenience.
1: Yes. And there's nothing wrong with convenience. It's just finding the right balance. Right. And so, one, tr- I should say, trick, or in reality, it's kind of a trick, right? Mm-hmm. Is, and it's, it's really, really, it's been around forever, right? is to pay yourself first. Mm. So as soon as you receive any money, whether it's a gift or whether it's a paycheck or whether it's, you know, you know somebody giving you something for, you know, or, or earning it from some sort of website or, you know, whatever type of income it might be, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Put a little bit of it away, whether it's in a savings account, whether it's maybe investing, it just, and it doesn't have to be much. And I would say, mm-hmm. just start small, even like, you know, $5, 10 and you just start working your way up to whatever goal that, that might be. Mm-hmm. And the idea there is, is that if you have something put away and you're not looking at it, that gives you the, okay, I only, I have a, now I have scarcity, right? Because I mm-hmm. only have this much left mm-hmm. and I have to make a decision on what that's going to do for me. Mm-hmm. And that really is very simple to do.
0: So you're looking at scarcity as a positive in that, in that scenario then,
1: right? Absolutely.
0: I think there were times when I, when I first started earning money, because for the longest time I was a stay at home mom, I, you know, my husband provided and I took care of the children. And when I first started making money, I was like afraid to spend it. I, it just sat, it just came in and came in and I just would look at it and I was like, I don't know. It was like this weird thing where I thought if I spent any of it, I would spend all of it or like it would just go away or something. So I just stared at it and I didn't touch it for the longest time um, because I felt like, well, that's the only way to like hang on to it is if I just never touch it. It was almost like I
1: had this fear, this fear of the money. Yeah. And to be honest, that's another um, spectrum, right. You know, of, of money, right. You've got either the the, the, I want to spend it all, right? Mm -hmm, Concept, mm -hmm. or I want to keep it all, right? Right, right. So there's got to be a happy medium. It's got to be a happy medium. So, one thing that, and this is kind of interesting, it comes back to the creator of You Need a Budget, Um, Jesse Meekum, has even said um, within the concept with YNAB is that you have categories, right? You're saving up in in these categories. And he's like, you are actually saving up to spend. So, the idea is that when you're saving, you're really just holding off on spending for later. Right. Right. That's all it is, is that. And when you think of it for someone that likes to hold on to money, that Mm -hmm. naturally is a good saver. It is really hard for them to let go. Yeah. You know, so you do see different sides to the story.
0: Sure. Sure. Okay. So what types of like, tell us like, so in an ideal world, people would have like, is there percentages that you're trying to have saved up for certain different things? Is there like, how does that work? Like, how do you know how much money you should have saved up?
1: Oh, that's a great question. And it's a hard one because it's going to be unique for everybody, right? right. You know, um, because it's personal, you know, that's mm-hmm. tr- truth to it too. But so in order to say a general terminology here, I would say this is, is that What people don't realize is that um, that are learning personal finance, right, that haven't learned it in school or from, you know, family, friends or whatever. And the stuff that I've been learning over the years Mm -hmm. is that the goal would be is what do you need in order to save up, you know, and have meaning invested in it, you know, in retirement as well. Right. To be to a point where you don't have to work again. Mm. And that's kind of shocking. And it sounds like such a big number. Right. Mm-hmm. But, in reality, for most people, it's not that big of a number as as others might think. So, right now, um there's a lot of people that talk about the financial independence community and financial independence retire early. And they focus on um a concept of, you know, saving up enough and again, investing enough in investment accounts, retirement accounts, and so forth to get to a point where they can retire even before, say, like 65, which is amazing, right? Right, um, sure. But it does mean that they have to save more um, or find other ways to either bring in other income or have other assets. Um, mm-hmm. But it is it, mind-opening because you, you can really do that. It is possible. So mm-hmm. in order to say for someone that's maybe struggling on one end, right? Yeah that has debt, um, that wants to try to figure things out, what do they need to do in order to get to that maybe possibly that point of financial independence, right? They really need to look at re- reducing that debt, get figure out ways to reduce that debt, and figure out ways to increase their income. You know, it's kind of like a combination of both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, depending on their situation. So in addition, I would say is making sure that they have some sort of emergency fund available. So, like, if something were to happen and they lose their job while mm-hmm. they're trying to get mm-hmm. through this process, right, of of uh, debt reduction um, and living, right, they right. need to make sure they have at least three to six months of okay you know, emergency. Living expenses. Living expenses, right. Mm -hmm. So again, going back to writing it all down, right, Mm including not just accounts, but also what are your actual bills? What are your actual expenses? Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody always talks about like, write it all down, find out what your balances are and so forth. And the best way to do that is looking at your checking account, look at your credit cards, find out what your true like expenses are, and then get that number down and mm-hmm. then you can say that number of true expenses, right? Multiply that by 12 to get a full year's worth of expenses. So then you know, okay, this is how much money I need to live, okay? And of course, yep. I would say you might want to pad it a little bit because sure. obviously we've got increased right now, uh, inflation and also <laughs> you other types, depending on where, where you are in your life you know, that may be increased or decreased depending on your situation, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. So taking that number and then looking at your, how much money you have saved up, if you have three to six months of that, that is, that really gives you a good nest egg to know, okay, yes, I am secure. I now know what I need to do next to get to Mm -hmm. that next level. Mm -hmm. And Um, would you just
0: have that three to six months saved it like in a savings account?
1: That's a great question. So um yes, I would. Um okay. I would I would definitely have it in like more like a high um yield savings account, like okay. an online high yield savings account rather than a local bank. Right. Um there are options to do other things, but that would be the best. Okay. Okay.
0: I think that honestly just that first step of taking a look at everything and writing everything down could could be I mean, could be the biggest game changer in the entire thing because I think it's so eye-opening when you actually realize where your money's going because when you're spending $5 a day at Starbucks and when you're ordering you know, $20 items on Amazon multiple times, you think, oh, I spent 20 bucks, but you don't think like, oh, in a month, I spent $600, right? Or whatever that looks like. Um, And I think that that's very eye-opening. And then subscriptions, we get so... Like you forget you're like, "Oh yes. my gosh, I've been paying for this for three years, and I haven't used it in two and a half, and yet you still have this monthly charge, right, and it might be four ninety nine or two ninety nine and so it's like you don't think about it in the moment until you start realizing how how many months have you been paying for something that you're not even using
1: oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely and in fact, um majority of my clients when i when they sign up with me mm-hmm. and they could have already been introduced to WineApp, or they may not have been, and they just are coming for me as financial coaching. Um, We do that eye-opening exercise Mm -hmm. of looking Mm -hmm. through all their accounts, and they are shocked by their subscriptions. Excuse me, Mm -hmm. I can't even say the word. And Mm -hmm. it it is amazing because they're like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot I was supposed to cancel that. I had yes. no idea. I just spent yes. that much money on that. And that's I'm weird. like, yes, and look, and that's what's created some of your debt. Or it could be um, a situation where it's like just a thing where it's a sh- it's a shock because it's like, wait, I haven't actually used that. Right. I know I'm paying for that, but wait a second, I'm really not using it. Um, so my thing with subscriptions is go through your subscriptions. Um and in the last year, because that is something where, you know, there's sometimes those yearly ones that will pop up. That right. You forget, yeah, the
0: $99 $9 one that you're not R- expecting. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly.
1: So a good idea is to look back and all your credit card statements and your checking account to see what is possibly out there and then go ahead and cancel them immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is cancel even those subscriptions that you, you do like, but you're not using a lot because the neat thing here is, is that you may be able to use that money to help reduce your debt. Um, and you can always, always sign back up again.
0: (laughs) Right. And probably get a discount for like re-signing or something. And that's another thing, you know, just I'm all out of order here, but, um, when you take a look at the things that you're paying for, there are a lot of places where you could call and say, look, I'm either going to have to change services. I need, is there anything you can do? And you can get a lot of um, companies to give you a, a lower rate on a lot of different things. I've heard of so many people doing that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You can, um, we've done it ourselves multiple times. So Yeah, and that's um, why it's
0: so important to just know where your money's going, right? Yes. And like, just take a look at it. Stop being afraid of looking at where your money's going because you might be able to save yourself so much you know, without even realizing it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing um, besides spending side, right, is mm-hmm. for the saving side is look at how much you're saving. Um, look at carefully, like, say, if you're um, contributing, say, to your 401k, right? How much are you contributing? Because a lot of people don't pay attention to that. You know, they they may know, hey, I put in, like, a set percentage Or, hey, I think my employer's putting in a match. Pay attention to that. Yeah. Look at it um, and make sure that it's being invested rather than just sitting in cash. Right. Um, You know, educate yourself on it. Look at it. Uh, Don't be scared of it.
0: (laughs) Well, or, and if it terrifies you, like, honestly, I don't even have a 401k. And when you started talking about it, it almost gave me like a little bit of anxiety because I would be so overwhelmed, not because I don't have... Um, the education or the information. And so I would just be like, oh gosh, hopefully that's doing what it's supposed to do. I don't even want to know because, because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so I think that's where someone like you can come in so handy for people because you just you just simply can't know everything. So looking like, to an expert to help you in those areas, you know, even if you're spending money on uh, the coaching or the expert, you're going to end up so much further ahead in the long run because you're getting you know solid educated advice
1: absolutely. and The thing to understand here is that, again, I'm not an advisor. I'm not a planner. I am not a CPA. I'm not a lawyer. I have to put all those caveats in there. Mm -hmm. But the good part is that I, if if there's a question that pops up that Mm -hmm. pertains to that type of field, I can guide you and help you find the right person to get those right answers. That's my job. And I admit like, hey, I'm not going to know it all. And if I don't, which is, you know, I think that's fantastic because it means we both get to learn right. and we get to learn together and figure it out because, um, there's so many nuances, you know, and, um, and there's also a lot of bad advice out there <laughs> too. And which is the the fear part, right? right. Everybody's afraid to get wrong information, right? Yeah. Any well, ones- everybody
0: claims to be an expert. Yep. You can find anything you're looking for online, no matter what it is, you can find either side, right? So it's like, you can't trust. Or you don't know who to trust is really the the issue. You don't know who to trust.
1: You really don't know who to trust. So that's why I also say is like always find Even when you're talking to me is like, let's confirm all this, like Mm, making sure like here's the evidence, here's the information to prove, hey, look, this is what we're talking about. Right. And this is the truth. So, Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Trust is. Oh. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So I kind of got us all off track. So you're writing everything down, first of all. And then the second step was, I forgot.
1: Well, writing it all down and and making sure that you're putting all your expenses down. Putting all your expenses down. Right. Right. And then um, the next thing I would say is, uh, uh, especially for budgeting in the sense, is like figuring out when your bills are due. Making sure you're getting all your due dates down. Right. You know, you could use a calendar for that. Google Calendar is a, a great tool for that. Mm-hmm. Even just a regular, you know, you know, put it on paper yeah. calendar, just so you know, hey, these are due. Because another thing a lot of people don't under um and as you even mentioned with the statistics, people aren't sure, hey, if they can even pay their bills, right? So first you got to know what your expenses are, right? Mm-hmm. Try to see if you can reduce in places, but also making sure that you're paying your bills on time.
0: Right. So do you suggest that people do utilize automatic payments?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I do recommend that. Um, I think that automatic payments are wonderful. Um, They make um, your life easier and it, and it, it makes, you know, whoever is, you know, the biller, easier too. So it saves you
0: from late fees and things like that. You know, it should you not get a check there in time or whatever. I always think it's funny that people actually even still use checks. My, my mom will sometimes I'll go visit home and she'll say, will you run to the store for me? And she will hand me a blank check. I said, not with that. I won't like who does that. But they still do.
1: (laughs) They still do. And yes, and and even that is kind of, it's wild now. Even people are talking about how um, insecure checks are now Mm. because you have to be careful with with your bank account number and your, um, you know, bank information. So Mm -hmm. you have to be very careful even, you know, more so now. I remember
0: when checks had social security numbers on them.
1: My gosh, she has info numbers and yeah, yes.
0: all your information, all is your right information out
1: there. <laughs> right out there. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be, uh, it, 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 you know, it is a little bit, um, if we're going to go mention security real quick, mm-hmm. is that, you know, credit cards are very handy for that purpose because, you know, this uh, credit card company is backing you, you know, right. like if there is a fraud situation. So mm-hmm. um, you now you have to use credit cards wisely. And that's my thing. And my view is um, you need to pay them off every month, you know, is, you know, so. Yep.
0: Yep. That's huge. I think that I got myself in that trouble, you know, when I was young, Um, I couldn't afford things and I was spending the money and putting it on a credit card thinking like, oh, I can buy it. And it's like, no, you can't. Pay it, you know, and then you get yourself in a lot of trouble. And it's like, oh my gosh, I need to transfer this to a 0% because suddenly it's 29% interest. And it's like you get yourself in a lot of trouble really, really quickly. Um, I definitely learned that the hard way. And now I. I am adamant about, you know, everything getting paid off at the end of every month. But I'm I'm privileged and blessed to be able to be in a position where I can do that. But it really does just take budgeting and knowing where your money is going, right? So even Absolutely. if you don't have a whole lot of extra money, there's still a way for you to keep things, you know, to where you're able to pay your credit cards every month.
1: Absolutely. And what thing I I a little, you know, mention about YNAB, you need mm-hmm. a budget is that it you actually takes the credit card. You track your credit card purchases using YNAB or and checking and, and savings and so forth. Right, any purchases that you do, it doesn't matter which account. It tracks it, and then it basically puts the um, the amount of money that you have put aside for the credit card off to the side. So you're paying your credit card off every single month. Mm, you know, yeah. is what you end up learning to do. So if you wanted to, and eventually, right. Take advantage of the reward cards, say the cash yeah. back or mm-hmm. say the point cards yep. and things like that. Yep. You can totally do that and take advantage of that. And basically you end up paying for, you know, say YNAB because there, it is a subscription sure, you know, um, or any other types of tools you may have in mm-hmm. your arsenal of, you know, finance tools because of using those um, Rewards cards, flashback again, rewards. yeah, mm-hmm. making sure you pay them off every month, and that so and that's the key. And that's the key because <laughs> yeah. it is. Think of it as just a tool; like mm-hmm. it's not. Um, it it's not an actual like checking account. Like your checking account is your cash. It is your right. money. <laughs> right,
0: right. It's so funny. Like kid, when kids see you, they're like, oh my gosh, it's like a magic card. You don't even have to have money. You just have this card and then you can get whatever you want. Asher always asked me about that. He's like, how does that work like that? And I'm like, no baby, you gotta pay for it <laughs> every month. Well, actually, so that's a good thing. So what do you suggest for people? Like, How do you start talking to your kids about, about money and saving and all of this?
1: Absolutely. I would say start now. I mean, immediately. I mean, even for little ones, let's talk about little ones, like little ones, uh, babies, toddlers, so forth. Start mentioning it. You know, you go to the store, you start saying, hey, look, you know, mom, you know, mom and dad are buying this item, you know, right? And this is how we're doing it. And, you know, yes, we're, and explain, you know, hey, this is the credit card. Yep. I got to pay this off. This isn't my money yet. You know, Mm -hmm. you have explain as you're doing it mm-hmm. because they're watching you and oh my gosh, they're good little sponges. Yeah. So m- make sure that you're pointing that out. And then in addition, when you're comfortable with it and every family's a little different on it, allowance is a great way to teach kids how to handle money. Um, and doing a small amount um, per month. I do it based on age. So I suggest taking the age of the child at minus seven and maybe providing something, give or take, by that number per Mm -hmm. month. And then that gives them a little bit of money to, Mm -hmm. and they can do um, a couple things. One is they can put money for spending, savings, and they can also do charity um, or, Tithing, whatever yeah, tithing mm-hmm. your, your family is interested in doing. And then that way they can start practicing that. Um and be, that starts becoming a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, it teaches them, hey, look, if if I've got money and spending, right? And it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Mm-hmm. That's you know? such
0: a good lesson. I have a hard time uh <laughs> following through with that lesson, but it's so good. We definitely talk about that. Um you know, because Asher, my son, the boy is, I always say he's spoiled, but not rotten. He's so sweet. But I do feel like I'm always like taking him aside and being like, look, this is not a normal situation. Like in normal life, this doesn't work like this. And this all families, you know, I just try to like keep him down to earth and like, you know, kind of have a grasp of reality because one day, like, I'm like, look, you're going to have to create all of this for yourself and no one's going to give you this. And daddy worked really hard to get the things that we have. And, you know, you see him going to work. I said, but, you know, daddy worked for 30, 28 years before you were ever even born, you know, working really hard to get to where he is now. And so I do try to have these conversations because it's, you know, um, Depending on your situation, kids can really um, almost be like screwed up by what their the way that their life, our lives are
1: lived, right? Exactly. Well, it comes back to even like your own money story, right? You know, how was it when you were growing up, right? Right, and what do were you taught? You know, what was your first memory of money? Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of mentioned it on my story and my about page. Um, You know, my father. um, I remember being four years old and my dad showing me. Um, the savings account and saying, hey, look, the bank pays you, you know, mm. like for keeping your money there. Right. And he's like, yeah. So that kind of
0: like gave you excitement about saving. So that's great. Um, uh, I think for me growing up, it was scary. Money was scary. Like I would see my mom very stressed. Like she would do the bills every Saturday and she would be extremely stressed. And um, so I didn't, I I almost learned like the scarcity and the you know money is stressful and will there be enough and you know i don't just very different but that i love that that like look you know the bank pays you money like if you just save your money they'll give you more money and like that's a cool thing to you know to show them because it, it encourages them to want to save
1: yes absolutely and there's some wonderful books out there mm. um to actually show your kids like one is that i really um, that I can think of on the top of my head is $100 that turns into a million dollars or how does a hundred dollars turn into a million dollars, Okay, which is really good, especially for, I would say tweens and teens, Mm -hmm. because it does show ideas on how to create income. And, uh, but it, it is, my kids think it's fantastic. They, they think it's, they're like, they're understanding compound interest, which is right there, the magic, right? Exactly. Um,
0: Yeah, I see a lot of those. On I send those to my older boys like they're like TikToks will pop up and it's like, hey, if you save this much money starting when you're this age, by the time you're this age, you'll have, you know, this many millions of dollars or whatever. I'm like, you guys, like you're this age, like if you start now, you know, you can really, um, you know, solidify that your future looks different than maybe, you know, somebody else's just by starting to save now in a smart way, you know, putting it in a place where it, it, like you're saying, the compound interest.
1: Well, and one thing to mention, um, that's really, that I just learned about recently is that, um, thanks to, you know, all the different apps now that they have mm-hmm. for investing, right? You know, you've mm-hmm. got Robinhood, you've got, you know, M1, Finance, you've got others out there, right, that have, mm-hmm. um, are competing, you know, for right. your attention. Well, Fidelity has come in, by the way, and they're offering for, you know, 13 to 17-year-olds mm-hmm. um, basically a fi- uh, an investment account. So wow. just to mention that, it's, um, they actually, right, I think, this past year, they were giving like a $50 bonus for signing up.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So, you know, the different, the finance community, you know, is realizing they need to start, you know, reaching out, um, for investments, right, are reaching out to kids because, right. you know, if they can get them to start earlier, of course, they will make money. Mm-hmm. And of course, the kids will make money right. and, and start saving. And so, um, so right there is something really interesting to look into. So um, for families to, to to be aware of. So,
0: Yeah, I think that kids are more um, sort of just into now than they've ever been before, just with social media and all of the things and, you know, like Bitcoin and they seem to be so like, you know, knowledgeable like teenagers on all of this stuff. My stepson, he's all, you know all into all of that stuff. He knows more than me, um, just because of what they're exposed to.
1: Absolutely, and I do. I will say, I'll give schools a little bit of credit. They are starting to talk about this because I know in Virginia there's a requirement to take a class in order to graduate high school in Virginia. Um, that's on economics and personal finance, um, and at least in our County, um, county that I live in, um, my daughter is actually taking the class right now. It's a, it's a pass or fail class. In um, okay. in this particular one, it's online. But it is really interesting because it's broken out like an econ class slash, you know, it's got the full syllabus and everything. So mm-hmm. it is really laid out. But it is like multiple choice, you know, questions sure. and so forth. So, you know, at least it's it, it's not something. perfect. yeah, But it's something. Absolutely. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. when I was growing up, it was, we didn't have anything like that. And I happened to take two years of accounting in high school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And accounting is business. Accounting is not the same as personal finance accounting. Right. Right.
0: No, I remember, I remember learning about credit cards. I remember learning about interest on credit cards, but if I'm being honest, that's the only thing that I remember being taught about money, (laughs) about personal finances. Like I don't remember learning anything And that's so sad because I remember learning a lot of things that I've never, ever thought of again, (laughs) right? Besides just looking back and being like, wow, that seems really worthless. Um, But there's so many things that could be being taught that could just really help our kids get a a leg up and be a step ahead
1: that they're not being taught. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the other thing is, um, you know, to mention about like teaching your kids is um, besides the um, investment account idea is also, you know, Look at getting them a checking account, you know, early on. um, I think it's about 13 years old. Usually most uh, banks will allow that. And that way your child can then start practicing, you know, and you can be there to guide them and help them um, before they go out, whether it's going to cough to college or, you know, living their life, whatever they may be doing, because that way they already have, oh, okay, I know exactly how to do this. And then another like plug for YNAB here just to mention is Mm -hmm. that they do give away uh, one free year for college students. Oh, Wow.
0: That's That's wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's on their website. So Yeah,
0: that's actually really wonderful just to help people get started. Because I think, honestly, college is where it can really start to go wrong. You know, all the student loans and the the amount of money that these kids wind up in debt um, before they've even like gotten a job
1: it's, it's incredible, and I'm researching it right now. In fact, I'm I'm been doing a lot of research because since I've got um, a 15 year old, so um, so soon yeah. we'll be doing that, and so we're trying to figure out ways to to minimize the cost, um, if anything, trying to prevent loans if possible right. um, is a challenge, and mm-hmm. so but there are ways, um, but it it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting.
0: I did actually get a question about that, so one person reached out and said Um to ask if there are better options than a five five two nine five twenty nine yes, plan five twenty nine plan um <laughs> it do you are there better options out there? Is that the best option? Is that where you would put um you know college funds?
1: yes, five two nine plans are really good. I mean, there's so many different ones that um virginia's five two nine plan is very good. Um, their okay. fees are very low, mm-hmm. um, and they the nice thing about it is that there's a couple things that have recently changed. One is understand a little, a little bit about what a five two nine plan is. Is that you're putting money in, it's mm-hmm. going to invest, and mm-hmm. the hope is that it goes up, right? Right. But you don't get taxed on any of that growth.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So
1: when you take that money out, that is completely tax free, and it is to pay for. Higher education, right? Um, there's a couple ways to take the money out, and there's processes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you take it out early, or maybe not for college purposes, right. you know, then you will have some fees, or, or and sometimes it's a, a, you know, a fee and slash penalty. I guess is best way to describe okay. it um, okay. on it, but okay, um, and ta- possibly taxes. But if your goal is college, right, and the goal, you know. And they make it very seamless so that basically when you get to that point, you can put it towards that. Now, yeah. what's really interesting is let's say you oversafe. Which is what yeah. people. Are, there is another side to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Most people were concerned about not saving enough. But yeah. what if you're on the opposite side and you're like, "Am I going to save too much? What if my right. child has a scholarship? What if this or that? Right? Right? So, well, they do have answers for that. If it's a scholarship that they get, you can actually take the money out um, and just say that you this child has to receive a scholarship. Um, there's that part of it. The other part is if you keep the money in there for a certain amount of time, and I believe they said now with the new law that came into um, place 15 years plus, I think, um, where you can then put it towards a child's um, Roth IRA. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is really cool. So again, they they have to have graduated, not graduated, but they have to be a certain age and then a length of time after that. So, um, but that's a recent law that just got in place and they're still trying to figure out Um, sure.
0: All of that out. I was actually just reading something online. I I don't know how much of it is truth, but they were talking about these, these plans and that if your child didn't end up going to college, that it can be used for other like trade schools, certifications, things like that. One mom was even saying she's able to use, um, those funds for her homeschool
1: curriculum.
0: So there are, you know, it's not, um, just completely cut and dry with your child has to go to college and that's the only way to spend the money. There are options.
1: Oh, lots of options. And in fact, like, and especially now with this Roth IRA option, which is really good. There's also, you know, you could um, change the beneficiary to another child in your family, or you can change the beneficiary to yourself even. So like, if you wanted to go back to college, like, Mm -hmm. um, or to if let's say you did so well at saving, Mm -hmm. you're so good at it, (laughs) and you got your child through college, right? um, You could actually even put that money towards your Korean kids. You know what I mean? Like it can oh, go wow. down generations. Okay, okay so, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I had another question. Um, it says Should I put my house
1: slash finances in a trust? That's a great question. So <laughs> lots of good questions. Um, this would be, it all depends on your situation. Like, and I think like, again, this kind of goes to, um, that particular situation to talk to a lawyer about, to confirm how, um, why you'd want a type of trust. And it, there's two types of, you know, revocable and irrevocable trusts, right? Okay. And so, um, revocable trust is like a living trust. So that means like it's not actually putting it in. And so irrevocable is the opposite. It's like putting it in and it's, it's, it sits there. Um, again, that would be something that would be best to talk to a lawyer about and confirm. Um, and they can, and then also asking a CPA too to confirm the tax situation.
0: Okay. Okay, great. And then I just had one more and it was, so if you have the money that you could pay off your mortgage, um, and still have a decent amount left over, should you pay it off? Or is there something
1: better you should be doing with that money? That's a great question. It does depend on the um a couple factors, right? Okay. Where you are in life, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're getting close to retirement, you're getting closer to the um say 65 and you're going to be or older, you know, and you're even thinking of social security at that point, right? Mm-hmm. It m- might be better off to go ahead and pay off your mortgage. Okay. If you're younger and your interest rate is really low, it, mm-hmm. it mathematically it makes sense to take that money and invest it and make okay. it grow for you. Mm-hmm. Now, if your interest rate on your mortgage is higher, um, you know, like if you're getting to that 6 or 7% right interest rate, mm-hmm. it does make does make more sense to start paying more of that off. Mm-hmm. But if you're below the 6 to 7%, it mathematically pretty much everybody kind of says look at in investing as an option.
0: Okay. Okay. That's great. That's a really good answer, especially with now, you know, what the housing market is doing and the, the crazy interest rates. Um, if you've locked in it, you know, something very low, you should yeah. definitely be putting your money towards something where it's going to make you money. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. So I guess just let's end on just, if you have any more of your just best tips in general for people. So definitely Writing everything down, seeing where your money is going is number one. Just being aware.
1: you got to be aware. <laughs> yeah. And then pay yourself first, right? as mentioned. mentioned. Um, yeah. At least put something in savings so you can get that emergency fund if you don't have one already. Right. Um, if you've got the emergency fund, great. Then the next thing would be is start looking at the, the next steps, okay? Making sure the debt is, you know, gone, especially credit card debt, you know school loans, car loans, you know, go through the list. Mm-hmm. Um, some tools to look at, I would say is um, obviously I've already mentioned YNAB a couple yep. times here, but yep. the other one would be is undeadit.com okay. or it's a dot, I think it's dot it. to be okay. honest with you, okay, but it's a great um, website that also teaches how to reduce your debt mm-hmm. and, um, and, and that, the other thing is um, looking at different, everybody, pretty much every bank nowadays seems to have some certain tools. So look at what your bank provides mm-hmm. because some of those are free. They're already there on the website. Mm-hmm. You can take advantage of those. Um, but, you know, there are new apps and new tools that are popping up all the time now. Mm-hmm. So, and recently, as you may have heard, Mint has gone away. That was owned by Intuit. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are looking at, you know, these other tools, mm-hmm. um, that are online and some of them are subscription based, mm-hmm. um, but try them out, um, and see if they can provide you that guidance. So, right. cause you're not alone.
0: <laughs> we right. all
1: need a little bit of support here because, you know, with having a credit card or having, you know, you know, checking account and so forth. Um, but there's a lot more of these little, like you say, purchases, you know, whether you're on Amazon or whether you're, you know, and you need to track it. And just so you're aware of really, where is my money going? Right. Right. I was just trying to think like, I'm trying to think of my
0: bank or, you know, any, I use, utilize any tools. And I do use like the keep the change program through Bank of America, where I actually, that um, goes into my son's savings account. So anytime I spend, you know, $10 and 83 cents, 17 cents then goes into Asher's savings account. So that would be an example of like a free service that your bank would provide.
1: Um, yeah, so that's and it's, you know, a, it's that, an automatic savings right there. You know, it, it it's is small, it's but small, it, but, it,
0: but it adds up. I mean, I've been, I've had that account for 10 years. So every single time I use my debit card, which Poor kid. I don't use it very often. (laughs) I always use my credit card um, to get, because I have, you know, because I want to get the cash back. So I'm always using my credit card. And there's Um, so
1: many good, there's so many good credit cards for that too. Yes, definitely. um, Definitely. Take advantage of that.
0: Right. Okay. So just, I guess my last question would be, so what do you say to the person who is absolutely just feels like they're drowning in debt, they're they're in these statistics where they're terrified. They're having anxiety. They can't pay their bills. They don't know where you know their next dollar is coming from. How do you like? Where should a person like that begin?
1: Where they should begin? Well, first off, is write it down. It's yeah. going back to that again, yeah. you know. And yeah. then, you know, come find you know a coach. Yeah, come talk to us. There's also credit counselors out there that, are, mm-hmm. that are, give some free services as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there that can help. Like, mm-hmm. don't feel your your alone in this situation.
0: Avoiding it is the worst thing you can do.
1: Oh, it is, you know, because if you get into a point where you're avoiding your bills, then you get into credit issues, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you're already in credit issues, you know, that is another situation too, where, you know, you really do need to pay attention to it. And there are ways to get out of that. I mean, there are uh, lots of ways. And so, but don't avoid it. Mm Mm-hmm open those bills, look at them. Um, and the same thing to go, so even for, and, and this could be another topic too, eventually is, mm-hmm. you know, medical bills, you know, is don't avoid them, look at them. Um, right. but there I've even, I've worked with, you know, to talk to clients about that too. So definitely, um, you know, there's so many aspects to money, right? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and it, yeah. But just be aware of it, pay attention to it. It's okay. You, there are people out, like, out here that can help
0: people that can help. And so many people that are in a similar situation as you don't feel like you're the only person, like, don't yeah. be embarrassed by it. Just like take control yeah. of it. And, you know, I just, like I said, avoiding it is the worst thing you can do because you can't make it better if you avoid it. So, um, just yeah. getting really honest about, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what, you know, and, and making a plan. And there's so many people like yourself, Holly, that can help. So, um, awesome. don't be afraid to reach out for help. So, um, on that note, where's the best place for people? To find you, would that be to go to your
1: website? Yes, go to my website. Go right to my website. You can um, click right there on uh, microstuff.com okay. and there's a link there that can direct you to basically a page, a questionnaire. You mm-hmm. can fill in as much as you can or, you know, fill as much yep. as you want. Yep. The more information, the better because then I can take that information and we can set up a, a quick, free 15 minute call just yeah. to discuss and find out if we're a good match. Yeah. Um, and if we are, you know, we, I'll go over um, my coaching. Um, options and we'll go from there.
0: Love that. That's so great. That's, it's a wonderful thing that you provide for people because obviously no one can get through life without having to deal with money. It is just a, you just have to do it. It's just part of life. So, um, understanding it and, you know, being as knowledgeable as you can and as educated as you can to, to use it in the most wise ways, um, I think would be good for everybody. So. Yes, I absolutely. I appreciate very much you being on here. Thank you so much. I hope that you guys will go to microstuff.com and check out what Holly has to offer. And happy Monday, everybody. And that's all we got. Later. That's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following at Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. And if this episode made you laugh, offered value, or simply entertained you, please like, share, and give a five-star review on iTunes. Thanks for being here. Love y'all. Later.